It's 2019, and the idea of a dream job has changed. According to a recent survey, 86% of Americans 13 to 38 years old say their dream job is to be a social media influencer. Tons of young adults in high school and college have aspirations to work at the big four tech companies, Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, Google. And with a high rise in popularity of entrepreneurship, tech CEOs have become celebrities on the level of A-list movie stars. So when Paul McDonald and Ashwath Rajan left their high-profile jobs at Google to start their own venture in Silicon Valley, it seemed par for the course to be a success. Their vision, to create a five-foot cabinet with glass doors that house convenience store items like snacks, deodorant, toilet paper, and place them in the lobbies of apartment complexes, gyms, dorms, and other spots. A customer would download an app on their phone and enter their information. And then smart cameras and AI inside the box would keep track of what they take and charge their credit card. The idea would be to track the most purchased items from each box and adjust accordingly. Maybe in a gym, protein bars and Gatorade would be most popular, when it might be toilet paper and sugar in an apartment complex. McDonald's stated they wanted to install so many boxes in major cities that a customer would not be more than 100 feet away from one at all times. They set out and raised $2.5 million in VC funding and prepared for their big launch day, September 13th, 2017. What should have been the most exciting day in the startup's young life turned into a PR nightmare. I'm James Darty, and this is Name Changers. McDonald and Rajan dubbed their company Bodega, meant to be a homage to the classic grocery store in almost every corner of New York, LA, and San Francisco. They even made their logo a cat, which is a common character in these stores, running around on counters and near items. It's actually Twitter accounts, at Bodega Cats underscore and Tumblrs, where you can see these Bodega Cats in action. So for their launch, they reached out to several media companies for a write-up of their endeavor and drum up some excitement. They spent months on every little detail, impressing investors, and finally the day the public will find out about all their hard work and join in on the excitement. Unfortunately for them, that's not at all what happened. Fast Company published an article entitled, Two Ex-Googlers Want to Make Bodegas and Mom-and-Pop Corner Stores Obsolete. In the article, McDonald himself is quoted as saying, The vision here is much bigger than the box itself. Eventually, centralized shopping locations won't be necessary because there will be 100,000 bodegas spread out, with one always 100 feet away from you. Immediately after this article, a string of new articles popped up. One was, Bodega is either the worst name startup of the year or the most devious, and that was from The Verge. And The Guardian published, Tech firm markets glorified vending machines where users can buy groceries. Countless others showed up, but they all had the same theme. These two Silicon Valley big shots were declaring war on the classic bodega. So why is this such a big deal? Well, the term bodega has a lot of cultural context behind it. For the owners, these stores represent the American dream. Many Hispanic, Middle Eastern, and Asian immigrants come to America and open these stores for a better life for their families. And so many of them have been around for decades. My mom actually grew up in Manhattan in the 60s and 70s, and she always told me about hanging out with her friends at the corner bodegas and playing with the cats. There's a sense of community there, of, of human connection. 
A lot of times the same person has been at that counter every morning for decades. This is where people get their morning coffee, their breakfast sandwich. It's the epitome of supporting the local business. But now you have two young men from the Silicon Valley bubble trying to disrupt this industry. It's extremely tone deaf. McDonald was asked point blank in the original Fast Company article about whether he thought the name would come off as culturally insensitive. And he said, not really. I'm not particularly concerned about it. We did surveys in the Latin American community to understand if they felt the name was a misappropriation of the term or had negative connotations. And 97% said no. It's a simple name and I think it works. Unfortunately for them, reactions from Hispanic communities were quick and striking. Frank Garcia, chair of the New York State Coalition of Hispanic Chambers of Commerce, which represents tons of bodega owners, said this, it's sacrilegious to use that name, and we're going to do whatever we need to do to fight this. Garcia's grandfather was actually the head of the Latin Grocery Association in the 60s, and he's part of the group that was credited for coining the term bodega. He continued, to me, it is offensive for people who are not Hispanic to use the term bodega to make a quick buck. It's disrespecting all the mom and pop bodega owners that started these businesses in the 60s and 70s. He even talked about how when 7-Elevens come in the community, they always meet with community leaders and representatives of bodegas. But these guys did not. The timeliness was also discussed because at the time, the Trump administration had been putting on restrictions on immigrants. So, of course, Twitter took them to task. Weird that they're calling the heinous vending machine bodega and not gentrification box, said Tristan Cooper. I've never longed for anyone to be mauled to death by actual bodega cats, but here we are, said Andy Zeisler. The Washington Post dubbed them America's most hated startup. So only hours after the initial announcement, McDonald released another statement trying to backtrack on his earlier statements, saying that the name was meant to be a homage and that they never had any attention in putting mom and pop corner stores out of business. And right after that, they disappeared from the public eye. Suddenly, on July 18th, 2018, about 10 months after the initial incident, McDonald posted that they had changed their name to Stockwell and were still going strong. The press release said, Stockwell is a better expression of our mission and our unique offering to customers. Spokesman told TechCrunch, it was a difficult time and transition and we learned a lot from it. As a company, we put our heads down and focused on building our business. We kept a low profile and concentrated on our core product, the mission, and the people who work for us. We're excited for the progress we made, but we won't forget the path that got us here. During this time, they raised over $45 million in venture capital funding. So what can we learn here? So the reason I picked this story is because it beautifully combines some of the topics we've talked about in the last episodes. It talks about what happens if your name is too controversial, but also what happens if two companies have the same name. Because there's a clothing store in Boston named Bodega, and they were accidentally attacked on Twitter by multiple people thinking that they were the startup Bodega. They had released statement after statement saying they are not that company. And in return, they got a lot of positive attention from people learning about them. So the question becomes, how come that company can use the word Bodega and not have any problems? It's all about intention. Although they denied it, this startup's initial intention was to replace the corner store. So they used this name that had a lot of cultural connotations as well, 
and use it as a sort of slap in the face on these bodega owners. These bodega owners aren't rich. They don't have these venture capitals throwing millions of dollars at them. So these young or rich entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley are kind of slapping in the face saying, hey, look, we're taking over your business and there's nothing you could do about it. Even if they had a story behind the bodega, say one of the founders had parents who own a bodega and they wanted to bring the experience to people who didn't have it. That's a good story, but you're targeting areas that have bodegas. If you were targeting more metropolitan areas that aren't huge in the bodega culture, say Tampa, Florida or St. Louis, Missouri, you might have a case here. Those are some up and coming cities that have a lot of young people in them. So having something like this, bringing the bodega experience to them might have been seen as positive. But by going to cities that are known for their bodega culture and trying to compete was just very tone deaf and they missed the point entirely. So how could it have been avoided? Honestly, like I said, they pick the worst name they could have. It's a cute at first thought, but then there's many avenues they can go down. Really, if they would have gone in the route of naming it some sort of disrupting vending machine or some sort of futuristic millennial vending machine, I feel like they wouldn't have had any problems. People would have not seen it as a corner bodega. People would have seen it as a really cool vending machine where I can get some stuff I need where I need it. But instead, they picked a word that had offensive problems. And it's funny because they even said that they asked cultural communities if it's offensive. When you have to ask a cultural community if something is offensive, you might want to rethink what you're doing. Is it worth it? I talked about this in the episode about controversial names. Is it worth it to have that possibility? You can't ask everyone. And in today's day and age with Twitter calling out everybody who does something wrong, there's going to be someone who's going to be mad. And if that person has any influence, they're going to influence more people to be mad. And then all of a sudden, your startup is screwed before it even started. Tyler Perry, not, not the Medea movie making one, but a writer for TechCrunch put it really well. If you think you need to survey an ethnic group to see if your chosen name will be perceived as offensive, just choose another name. Given today's climate and the work we need to do to establish a better way to relate to each other as a society, I would just avoid them. Drop a vowel if you are feeling spicy, but leave out any potential offensive content. One more point to touch on here is the idea of if you disappear for a little while after some controversy and then come back with a new name, does that erase all your past problems or your past woes? This one's a little more tough to answer because after they came back with their new name, there were a lot of articles still calling them out on their past. Eater published a story titled, Loathe Startup Bodega Changes Name to Stockwell. Fast Company, the publication that had the original article, said for their title, Glorified Vending Machine Startup Bodega Finally Kills Off Its Offensive Name. However, there weren't as many articles as there were for the initial announcement of Bodega when Twitter exploded. So it sounds like even though they're still getting some negative press, they are able to overcome it by the waiting for that long period. As I mentioned in the rebranding episode, time heals all. And I guess it also applies to controversies. 
In that silent time that they went away, they raised $45 million in funding. They've opened a whole bunch of new Stockwell machines, and they're really going strong in their mission to make sure that there's a Stockwell machine 100 meters away from you at all times in a big city. So I guess there is a lesson to be learned here. If your company is running into some big controversy, laying low for a little while, letting time take its course. With the internet, people forget things within the day or two and come back in a few months and and maybe all will be forgiven. It's been about a year since they've had the new name, so it's still a little early to tell, but we'll keep track and let you know if there's any updates. Name Changers is made in association with Namestormers, a naming agency in Austin, Texas. Find out more about them at namestormers.com. If you want to learn more about Bodega, you can go to their current website, stockwell.ai. If you like the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps people find us, and we're really trying to grow the show. If you have any questions at all, you can send them to namechangerspodcast at gmail.com. I'm James Doherty. We'll see you next time.